Welcome to Influencer Business, where influencers get help with the hard stuff. Think of us as your business Bible. We're a team of influencers and entrepreneurs dedicated to bringing professional resources and infrastructure to our community. I'm Rich Scudelari, CEO of Trove. I'm an entrepreneur focused on helping influencers run and grow their businesses with the resources and information they need. I host this podcast as well as a live webinar called Office Hours, which takes place every Wednesday. Here, I dig deeper into each weekly topic and answer all of your most pressing questions. Our weekly podcast features guests from across the professional landscape, sharing their experiences and advice and answering questions from the Trove community, which you can submit on our website at www.trovebusiness.com. Welcome back to Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari. Extremely excited to have you with us here today. We have an awesome episode for you. Joining us today is Crystal Bick, the founder and editor of This Time Tomorrow, a fashion, travel, and lifestyle blog. Crystal is actually one of the OG influencers, started her blog nine years ago, actually January of 2010, back in San Francisco, has since moved to New York, and has developed a penchant for actually collaborating with other influencers. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk to Crystal about why you should be collaborating with other influencers and how it can actually help your business. But before we do that, I want to make a quick plug for the Trove Business website. So make sure you head over to trovebusiness.com. We have just an amazing selection of articles, guides, and resources for you, helping you run your business more efficiently as an influencer. In addition to bringing you this episode every week, we have new articles and new resources for you every week on the website. So make sure you head over to trovebusiness.com to check all of that out. But without any further ado, I want to welcome Crystal Bick to Influencer Business. Crystal, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So you have, over the last several years in particular, really gotten into collaborating with other influencers. Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about like what was the first one you did? What kicked off your interest there? Yeah, I think after having done this for the better part of a decade, mm-hmm. which I'm now dating myself, <laughs> I think I reached a point where I was bored of just seeing my face. And I sure. know that sounds maybe a little simplistic for the answer here. Sure. Um, And I'm not ungrateful by any means. I'm very fortunate to have been able to build this business that revolves around my style and my travels and Mm -hmm. my thoughts and my ideas. But I think there was something that was feeling stagnant to me. It was a little one-dimensional. And I felt if I have these amazing men and women in my life at my disposal, those being in this industry with me, what better way to infuse new ideas and new blood and new faces into my content that I think my readers would really resonate with, whether or not they think that it matches my style or not. I think there's something really beautiful about being able to bring other people into the picture that just really broadens the scope and makes it easier for people to relate to you because you have other people that are Mm -hmm. in the picture with you as well. Because we all have friends, right? Ideally, hopefully, Ideally, yes. Yeah, right. You all have friends and you spend time with them. And, so and then I'm pretty natural. biased. I think I have some really great, creative, amazing friends who are inside this industry and also right. out of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I happen to agree with you. Well, tell mm-hmm. us about the first collaboration you have, the first one you can remember. Sure. Um, the first one actually wasn't truly with an influencer. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to no, be off counts. topic for us today. No. But I had a rather short lived series that I was doing on mm-hmm. my blog. And I'm now thinking that I should bring it back. But it was essentially called A Woman Crush Wednesday, where it is exactly what it sounds like. I picked a woman that I felt had an interesting story to share and basically interviewed Mm -hmm. her and asked her 
to allow me to style her for a shoot. So I wasn't in the photos at all. It was was predominantly about them in an environment, whether it was Mm -hmm. their own or one that I picked. And I kind of art directed how the the photo shoot would happen. Interesting. Um, And my first one was with Mary Sell. Okay. And she's actually a ballerina. That's really cool. She's a reader. Mm -hmm. um, And she actually just reached out to me via DM on Instagram I think maybe after I had gone to a New York City ballet performance, mm-hmm. asking what I thought about it, if I go often, you know, we yeah. kind of had this like organic back and forth on Instagram DM just about sure. how much we loved ballet. I'm not a dancer, but I respect and appreciate people who can do it and sure. who can do it well. Yeah. And when she mentioned that she danced for the New York City Ballet, I just felt I've always wanted to style a ballerina. In oh, interesting. A, okay. In like an editorial sense. Sure, um, yeah. So we kind of brainstormed this shoot together where she would essentially be my subject. And I mm-hmm. just pulled these really beautiful gowns for her to essentially dance in. Uh-huh. So we went to her studio at the New York City Ballet at Lincoln Center. Yeah. Um, I got my photographer, Ashley Batts, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're listening, Ashley, but I love you. <laughs> and we just had fun with it. I just, yeah. I had her essentially play dress up with me and we just kind of had her move around the room organically as she would if she were practicing for the day. Mm-hmm. And I think the photos just came out really beautifully and my readers really responded to it because it was a nice break from, you know, don't get me wrong. I love outfit of the day content, but sure. I think there was something about it that gave them insight into a world that maybe doesn't necessarily always get mm-hmm. highlighted on a traditional blog. Sure. And so, this is interesting because there's there's an interesting concept here at play because people tune into your blog generally to learn about you, hear about you, hear about what you're doing. Sure. Was there any trepidation on your end in terms of putting something up there that wasn't you? That was something completely, were you worried about the response at all? Um. I guess yes and no. I uh-huh. think at first I felt like maybe this will be a distraction from what the core of my business is about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I felt my style and my perspective is very particular. Yeah. But I want people to be able to come to my site and feel that there's something that they can take from it, whether sure. it's something that they find inspirational about my style or maybe some of the women that I'm featuring. Right. So I, I felt like it could only add to my content repertoire, if that makes yeah. any sense. Well, also um, you imbued your style into the photo shoot, right? So sure. still, it was still an extension of your brand. And I wanted the interview to feel like an organic conversation right. between myself and that person that I was working with. So right. it felt like I was still part of it and mm-hmm. producing it, but it was not necessarily about me. It was about them. Yeah, that's really cool. So did that kickstart this interest in kind of collaborations or was that just one of them and, and then maybe later on the light bulb went on? I mean, I think at, at that point, once I got the response from that feature, yeah. it it made me feel like I was on to something. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I haven't brought that series back in its full capacity, but sure. it's something that I want to do this year. Yeah. I think especially after working with more and more friends, mm-hmm. maybe the past year or so in more formal shoots that I've realized this is actually something that feeds me as a content creator. Right. I find this interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, that's important too. That's, that's sure. the thing people miss. And like, I feel like if I'm getting maybe a little bit bored with right. the content that I'm just producing for myself, yeah. then maybe my readers are starting to feel the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and what better way to just bring some life back into it by just showing other people, other styles, mm-hmm. other perspectives, other, yeah. other viewpoints. I also think it's really important to experiment. And this is something that we harp on, especially for influencers who are just starting sure. out. You don't really know. I mean, who are we talking to? We're talking to Lydia. Mm-hmm. She's been behind the candle. Lydia Hudgens. Love you, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, she was on the podcast uh, two weeks ago. And 
she was talking about how she's gone from behind the camera to in front of the camera, and she's still defining what her style is, despite the fact that she's been directing photo shoots for the last 10 years, sure, right? Yeah. And so when you're just starting out, or even when you're, you know, been doing it for 10 years, you still need to experiment because you never know what might tickle your fancy or get you excited. Sure, or you might even try something that really resonates with your audience, right. and you didn't realize it was going to have the impact that it ultimately did. Right. Right. So talk, you've done some amazing shoots with a variety of different influencers. (laughs) Um, Talk to us a little bit about some of the ones you've done recently. You just did one with a male influencer that was quite interesting and and exciting. Um, So that was a little bit more of of an intentional shoot between him and I. So I just launched at the beginning of this year, a new series um, called This Time Tomorrow Classics. Okay. Um, And it's, mainly because I'm an old soul and I just really love old movies and old books. And I think a lot of the way I approach dressing and putting together my outfits Mm -hmm. kind of harkens to characters that I can think of. So, and this might sound dorky, but like I've always really admired the style of Mary Poppins or or Audrey Hepburn in certain roles that she's played. And I think I let that character kind of come into my outfits. Mm -hmm. So I felt a series that focused and really played that up editorially mm-hmm. would be fun for me to t- just to try out sure. to see if it, if it would resonate with yeah. anybody. And the first movie we decided to do was Funny Face, which is a longtime favorite of mine. Yeah. I think Audrey Hepburn in it is adorable. Yeah. And Fred Astaire is Fred Astaire. Classic. And yeah. I mean, you can't beat him. Yeah. Um, so, so did you it, have a process for, you, you decided it on It was pretty the organic between uh, IG and I. Okay. So he and I had met, I don't know, maybe sometime a couple of years ago at an event. And okay. if if anyone's familiar with IG, mm-hmm. or if they're not, you should definitely look him up on Instagram right What's now. What's his handle? Um, at I-G-E-E mm-hmm. Okafor, O-K-A-F-O-R. Awesome. Which will probably be easier if you just reiterate that later. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, he has a site, a blog under his own namesake, mm-hmm. and then he actually just launched Bond Official, which is a okay. menswear-focused online publication. But Got they it. touch on culture and arts and... Sure. And I think political issues too. So oh, it's, it's, it's a more holistic, I think, men-focused site. Sure. Um, I think, Which I think was a gap in the industry too. Yeah. I think he's really killing it. Yeah. Which is part of the reason I really wanted to work with him on this because I think he has such a unique perspective, not just on his own personal style, but like the way he approaches life. Yeah. Um, and I just really, res- I really admire the way his brain works creatively. Yeah. So he and I were just trying to figure out a way that we could bring forces together. Yeah, sure. He loves a well-produced fancy photo shoot just as much as I do. (laughs) Um, And he loves to dress up. The man can definitely dress. So he just made the most sense as my Fred Astaire. Okay. And and I think we just kind of ran with it. Uh We um, both tapped our friend Grant Legan, Mm -hmm. um, who's amazing. Love Grant. Yeah. And we kind of put together this mood board of different scenes from the movie Mm -hmm. and what my outfits would be, what his outfits would be, where we could shoot it in New York that was reminiscent of the movie because a lot right. of it's shot in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just kind of treated it like our little baby. That yeah. We were. <laughs> now, this is obviously a lot more complex than doing something on your own because you sure. have now two other parties involved. Yeah, and it was a two-day shoot with right. multiple locations and so lots how, of sample loans. Yeah, and how long did it take start to finish? Um, well, the the initial thought of mm-hmm. it... I don't know, came to us last year. And sure. it wasn't until schedules really aligned that we we felt like we could pull it off at the okay. beginning of this year. January just happened to be a slow month, which I think it is for Normal. most influencers because yeah. Q1 budgets are still like, you know, just <laughs> settling right. and everyone's like 
exhausted from the holidays holidays, and broke from the holidays. So we figured let's just do it in January. We can do it right and do it and and do it justice. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, because when you're taking on a classic like that, you you have to do do it it justice. (laughs) I know. And I think since I have such a a soft spot for Audrey, I just wanted to do it like the way that I think would make her proud. Sure. I know that sounds corny, but, um, (laughs) and I I think IG felt the same way about it because I think he could see the vision that we were putting together and he had the same respect for it in that sense. So yeah, I would say once we narrowed down January, it probably took about a month just to coordinate timing and sample loans for both him and I. Okay. um, Because we both had some pretty elaborate Outfits. Yeah, I you had guys some gown great. moments and he yeah. had some amazing tuxedos and suits, mm-hmm. which I think might all just actually come personally from his closet. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, just kind of going back and forth with Grant to figure sure. out what time makes sense for certain locations. Right. There is a balloon scene, which yeah. made for an interesting endeavor because I now know a lot about how helium works in balloons <laughs> and how long it lasts and how yeah. long it won't last. <laughs> um, so I had to make several trips to Party City just to get... Yeah a god-awful amount of balloons for that scene yep. where she's at the Ark mm-hmm. um, and releases them. Sure. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't have traded that long process for anything because it was, I think it was really necessary to put the amount of time yeah. to pull that off. Yeah, so people don't realize, like, how much effort and time it takes. Talk to us a little bit about the, the, the good things that come with collaborating with influencers and then the things that are maybe a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I think having worked in... A corporate environment before where you yeah. do have to work with lots of different people. Yeah. In a sense, that was something that I was missing. Like yeah. I, I think it's it's one thing to call the shots your way with yeah. your style and your perspective and how you want photos done. Sure. But once you bring another person in who has a very distinct style all their own, I think it's a matter of blending the two right. that makes sense and makes something beautiful all of its own, which mm-hmm. I think just takes a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is true in any industry. The better you can communicate with somebody else, the, the more happier you'll all be with the final outcome of it. Right. And thankfully, I've, I've worked with a lot of close friends who I know their work ethic and how much they pour of themselves into work. So yeah. I, I knew communication wasn't going to be a problem between IG and I. Like, sure. I gave him ideas. He gave them right back to me. We talked about angles, about editing, about mood, about... Yeah. Um, you know, all the elements that he wanted to bring into it and the elements that I wanted to bring into it. And sure. also, I think with Grant, I think mm-hmm. the photographer plays a big role in how all of this comes together, which sure. I think is why I really enjoyed the conversation between you and Lydia. Because yeah. there is a lot of value in, in treating your photographer as a collaborator, too. Like, I think you have there's to. There's lots of times that yeah. she and I shoot, and I'm like, okay, I know I want this specific angle for sure. something, but if you see something, like if something right. looks cool or if there's an angle you want to try or mm-hmm. or you want me to just do a weird pose or do something silly, like tell me. Like yeah. I, I want this to be mutually beneficial for us both. And who knows, like those happy accidents that neither one of us planned for right. could be the shot that we both really wanted. Well, yeah, and the, the photographer you also have to remember sees a bunch of oh, different... way more. Yeah, yeah. They, I they think either you more. said it or she said it, but mm-hmm. there's a lot that happens behind that lens that right. like, you can't see when you're the subject no. of it. Yeah. And so when I can see that Lydia or Grant, whoever's shooting gets excited about something, I'm like, yeah. let's lean into it. Like you're, yeah. you're really liking something. Tell me what to do. And it goes back to the experimentation thing. Yeah. You just never know what's going to click or what's going to hit. So make time for that. Right. But getting back to uh, IG Grant and you producing this, mm-hmm. right? First thing is you're all three very comfortable with each other, which helps. Yes. Meaning there's probably a level of honesty that you can have where it might not be the same if you're working with somebody for the first time. Sure. Yeah. So that's helpful. 
Yes. Right. Talk about some of the, the difficult things, though, about not just this. You, you've done a bunch of collaboration. With a heart, obviously, scheduling has got to be tough. Scheduling's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you bring any extra person into the right. picture, it's yeah. just one more layer of complexity mm-hmm. in the sense that, right. you know, the time of day you might want to shoot something that's ideal, mm-hmm. they may not be available for. Or right. shooting on location is also difficult because it may only be available for certain days. Like right. I, I literally just shot something with Grant yesterday and my friend Tara mm-hmm. um, for another classics recreation okay. for um gray gardens to be revealed to be revealed soon <laughs> i actually just got the dropbox folder of images as i was on my way here and yeah. they look really rad That's i don't awesome. know if you've watched gray gardens before i feel uh, like most people haven't i have not no. okay Mm-mm. um interesting story but we'll save it for another I'm, day i'm mary probably has mary but, definitely has yeah. i bet yeah. yeah um very interesting documentary about two members of the bouvier family okay. um which came out after Jackie O was first lady, but I won't talk about that today. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the location was like the clincher for it because a lot of that documentary is shot on location at their mansion out in the Hamptons. that just happens to be dilapidated, like Uh wallpapers coming off the wall, Mm -hmm. ceiling is kind of cracked, like there's disarray everywhere. So the location was going to be really important for how we shot this next editorial. Okay. And the location we picked was only available for mm-hmm. certain hours of certain days. Sure. Um, since our crew was so small, I think mm-hmm. the owner of the space was also trying to just figure out like the slots that he could put us in, which sure. were only becoming available literally the day before. Right, yeah. So I think obviously the more complex you make a shoot, whether it's with extra people or if you're relying on specific locations or maybe there's really intricate outfits you're trying to put together for it, that yeah. all adds mm-hmm. to the very complex pie of yeah. how do we bake this? <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is a little tougher of a question. Sure. Have you ever had to say no to collaborating with someone because it wasn't on brand or it didn't fit? With another Another influencer, influencer or, yeah. Um, I guess I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure at some point I, I will because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think for me, it's never been a question of what influencer do I want to work with next. Mm-hmm. It's more whose story or whose perspective do I want to share that I think will really resonate with my audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I feel like if I'm not checking that box somehow, whether it's just not a good fit style wise, or we just don't align as far as what we see as a vision for something, then, then I might just have to pass on it. Mm -hmm. But I haven't had that uncomfortable conversation. yet. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I do want to talk about the amazing photos that you have taken with that group of four. Oh yeah. The, um, I don't it know. Was do, you our, have a, do you have a do you have a name for that yeah. group of women? What is it? I so we did call that our Oceans Four. Uh huh. Now it just <laughs> sounds like I'm way too obsessed with movies, but <laughs> probably because I am. Um, it was with myself, Helena mm-hmm. of Brooklyn Blonde, Sai yep. of Scout the City, mm-hmm. and Karen of Karen Britchick, mm-hmm. um, who are three amazing ladies who I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with. I love their. Um, their content direction. And I think they're just amazing individuals all yeah. around, two of which are moms. So like, obviously, yeah. as we were saying before, scheduling. it <laughs> becomes difficult with scheduling yeah. when you consider that we all have very complex lives and businesses to run that yeah. revolve around our lives. Despite, despite the fact that people think it's just about taking quick selfies and posting it's, them online. It's, it's definitely not As you fast. can see, Crystal is producing real photography and art here. So. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far to inflate my work as this is art. <laughs> but, but it is I, In my mind, yeah. like this was kind of my ideal job that I wanted to have right. many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Like 
I actually hate being in photos, but I love, I love. <laughs> Odd line of work. If I you know. Hate being it, in photos. It's yeah. funny that I landed into this business. I, should, yeah. I will probably reflect on this at some point with a therapist, but here we are. <laughs> um, but I've always wanted to produce the photo shoots. Sure, like yeah. the putting together of the mood boards and figuring out the vision for it and figuring out the location and the outfits. Yeah. And like I would probably be better suited behind the camera mm-hmm. leading art direction okay. or something. But mm-hmm. When I can stretch that muscle in a group yeah. of friends, like I definitely run with it. And for this shoot in particular, we were you the driving force behind this shoot? I think we all were. Okay. Um, we did it come out organic as organic? Pretty organically, as, yeah. I think. Um, so my friend Sai was really is really good friends with the marketing team over at Carolina Herrera, okay. and I think at some point we had all come in for a press preview over the summer just to see um, some current pieces in their new collection. It was probably resort they were showing. I can't remember the timing of it now. And we just felt like these dresses need to be shot somewhere, but in a a way that you wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. evening wear to be shot. Yeah. And, you know, Ocean's 8 had come out earlier that year. And even though the... The fanfare review of it might be mixed, even though I still love that movie. I do. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, critics are going to be critics. Critics, And they're going to, you know... All the movies I love, like, never get great reviews. So right. I don't put a lot of stock in that. And <laughs> and I just love Sandra Bullock. So right. yeah. <laughs> I will be a Sandy fan until I die. Of course. Um, so we just felt, wouldn't it be fun to pay homage to that, you know, amazing ladies pulling off a heist yeah. in ball gowns, no yeah. less. So we kind of took that attitude into it. Like, let's sure. get four amazing dresses and we will just power through parts of New York and make it look like we are either en route or we are just leaving the crime scene. (laughs) Um, And that was kind of the whole thesis for it. We, we picked some amazing gowns. Mm -hmm. We shot a lot in Soho and then went out to a part of Brooklyn that had an open air platform. Yeah. um, And just rode the train around and took some really awesome photos. They're awesome. Got some great looks along the way. If you haven't had a chance to check out these photos, you really need to go to Crystal Bix Instagram <laughs> and just start scrolling. They are incredible. I'll um I'll make sure I have a highlight that's updated uh, yeah, on my stories yeah. so then people can, can find that, it. I can't believe that's not already up. I mean that is well, it is, but it's probably you know how they they uh, bury yeah, the highlights right. the further they go back. So right, this was sure. over the summer, and people are probably over it now, but. <laughs> Um, we had a videographer that day too, oh, and did, he yeah. put together an amazing cut that I think yeah. really encapsulated the vibe of like that's awesome. These are four badass women that aren't like, and they're en route to the ball. They're like right. going to the ball to have some Fuck shit, shit have some shit go down, <laughs> and and it definitely right. it makes me feel that way. Right. So yeah, and and I think. All of our readers really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think your readers and everybody else's readers too. I mean, I, the, yeah, these photos made their way around the internet. It was quite, it was a lot of fun, I think. And, but interesting point, it actually started with the brand. It started with every, the, the common theme there was the brand. And we were talking before, this is not the first time that you've been approached by a brand to do things in collaboration with other influencers. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so my good friend Karen, who's mm-hmm. also part of this Carolina yeah. Herrera shoot, um, I've probably followed her for... And her last name isn't Britchick. It's no, it Brit- is not. Yeah. Is, is, that is British. her yeah. moniker, yeah. I guess, across social. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Her last name is Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be saying that wrong. I'm sorry, Karen. Um, <laughs> I guess I just always refer to you as Karen Britchick. So. Yeah. And it also kind of rhymes with my last name. So in that right. sense, it sort of works. Yeah. Um, she she and I are really good friends. I've admired her style for 
God knows how long. I think mm-hmm. well before I even had a blog myself, she was one of the first bloggers I started reading sure. in New York. And I think I told myself when I moved to New York, because it's going to happen someday, yeah. I want to be friends with her. <laughs> um, and our styles are actually very different. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she, I think she's like the quintessential cool London girl. Like she mm-hmm. mixes the magpie vintage sort of looks so well. And she can pull off really amazing street style and also just really amazing like bohemian style and classic sure. style. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of a an interesting chameleon in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and my style is a little bit more classic and timeless. And yeah. I, I tend to veer down that path pretty um, straight and narrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, is we actually end up overlapping a lot. So like mm-hmm. she'll end up buying a piece. You're going this way. She's. But we haven't. Yeah. yeah she, but we have intersection points. A lot, yeah. yeah. A lot of intersection. Literally points. where she'll buy the same exact dress that I have. And we had no idea that the other one was getting it. We're yeah. like, wait, you have this Ula Johnson <laughs> dress too? So do I. Yeah. Maybe we should shoot them together. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like it was a really innocent, organic, like... You guys started shooting hey, together, yeah. I want to shoot this dress. You want to shoot this dress? Like, maybe Friends we can find... Friends taking photos together. I mean, which yeah. we've moved so far away from now. Like, right. I remember very early days of my blog, like, collaborating with other influencers was like, I will take your photo. Will you take right. my photo? Yeah. And now, now we produce these shoots where we're both right. in the image, which yeah. is fun, too. But, of course, yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. I'm always happy to take someone's photo if they need <laughs> help. Like, I... Well, I, it's funny. Lydia and I were talking about this, and... She says that nobody pays attention to photographers anymore, but I'm always paying attention to that. I think differ. I mean, yeah. I, I see Lydia, where she's we coming have a point from. Of contention here. I see where she's coming from, but I and I think she also added the caveat in that conversation that yeah. unless they're looking for photographers or if they're yeah, attuned to said. looking to, photo- to photographers, yeah. which maybe I just fall in that camp of people who are like, I just want to find somebody who's really awesome behind a lens. Like, yeah. I'd um, argue that the people who matter in terms of the, her clientele are sure. looking. People who want a photographer or are interested in good photography are going to find who's taking the photo. Sure. Because I'm always looking. And you work yeah. with a range of photographers. Yeah. And I think um, that's probably been my lifeblood. I love yeah, having right. lots of different people to work with and shoot with. And I mm-hmm. know sometimes that can be hard to... Right. You know, obviously we all have defined an image and an aesthetic that we want to stick to mm-hmm. on Instagram and on our blogs. But right. I think it's never a bad idea to infuse just different perspectives and different angles. Yeah. And Yeah. Um, we'll and get you, back to that in a minute. But I wanna I wanna make sure we, we talk oh, sure. about you and Karen. So you guys mm-hmm. are out there shooting with each other, but it sounds like from what you've told me, brands have now approached you about doing stuff together. Yeah. yeah. Um we had posted a few organic Instagrams ourselves of just us in matching outfits or matching shoes or whatever it was the item was that we right. yeah, both had in common. Mm-hmm. And we started getting a few inquiries from brands who saw the traction we were getting. Like yeah. we were getting really good responses, not just from her readers, but also my readers. But they're like, mm-hmm. I love seeing how Crystal styled this and how you styled this. And they're both very different, but in a way like complementary too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think readers always love seeing genuine friendships between yeah. people because i well, think they can you can tell right yeah yeah, yeah. and i think it's hard um, to fake it is very hard to fake yeah. um and i've definitely seen people try to fake it not that i'm obviously <laughs> going to go down that path right yeah. now but right. um and i think we had a number of brands who came in who recognized that and yeah. wanted to insert themselves somehow like yeah. hey, if it makes sense and you both like it like maybe there's a way that we can have you to style it and yeah. take pictures together 
Yeah. Um, not only sharing your friendship, but also highlighting how this product can be styled a number of sure. ways. Yeah. Um, which wasn't something that she and I really set out to do by yeah. taking photos together. It was mm-hmm. also just a happy start, accident. Of yeah, it. but you also didn't start out, you know, your blog thinking this is going to be no. your business. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started my blog many, many moons ago with a very ugly URL yeah. on Blogspot. And yeah. Figured I would probably keep up with it for a month. You were at Google, right? Or I wasn't was this at pre-Google? the time. This was pre-Google. Oh, wow. So this was back in the days of the recession yeah. in <laughs> 2000, I guess I was nine, 2009 yeah. when I was graduating from college. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And got laid off from every writing job that I had. My background's mm-hmm. in journalism uh-huh. um, because, again, it was the recession and nobody yeah. was hiring. I'm like, yeah. cool, I have this degree I can't do anything with. <laughs> and decided to start a blog that mm-hmm. I had no intention of it ever mm-hmm. becoming a career path. Yeah, here you are 10 years later. And and here I am, 10 years older. <laughs> <laughs> Still taking photos of myself. <laughs> well, it's evolving. But I hopefully wanna... putting other people in the shot too. Yeah, well, I, I think one of the things that people miss out on in terms of uh, the influencer industries, there are so many jobs created because of it. Not only have you sure. created jobs for yourself, but Lydia Hudgens has a job. Grant is able to pursue his passion, right? It's not just about the influencers, but the knock-on effects are actually quite immense. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the the videographers, the photographers, post-production, the editors, the, the editors, right. you know, The whoever. assistants that I've hired over the years. What about management companies that yeah. manage influencers? I mean, the knock-on effects are really tremendous. And not only is it creating jobs, but it also is creating positions that people would want to live out in a vacuum, right? These are positions, like, I think Lydia would have chosen to be a photographer if she had the chance, and now she can Mm -hmm. in a very real way. Right. So that's- And almost do, like, two different routes with it, too. Like, the fact that she can kind of interplay between Mm -hmm. being on one side of the lens and then the other, that's amazing. And she's still in the same industry. Right, yeah. But getting back to you and Karen, so Mm -hmm. you guys started doing a lot together, Mm -hmm. right? And these brands started noticing. Have you guys ever pitched yourselves- you know, we actively have not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say we won't. Yes. Um, Just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and I think we also want to figure out what's what's the right one that we want to start with that we mm-hmm. feel really excited about pursuing. Sure. Um mm-hmm. And I think she and I probably just need to spend a little bit more time to figure out what that looks like and what we want mm-hmm. it to stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to be continued. That something that you've thought about, clearly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... I mean, I think it was something that we always felt like this could have traction if we if we put time and effort into it. And I think once we started getting the reaction that we did from our readers and from brands, we realized, yeah. oh, there is there is merit here. Like mm-hmm. this is definitely something that consumers want content wise and what mm-hmm. brands think they could, um, you know, place themselves into. You were talking earlier about how the brand said, listen, we really liked how you styled it. We really liked how Karen styled it. Talk about uh, that collaboration in terms of your own creativity. Do you feed off of the creativity of the folks that you collaborate with? Yeah. Yeah. And does it change your perspective at all on your own content and your own style? I think style, maybe not so much, Mm -hmm. but I think how to tell a story visually. I I feel like I'm like a sponge. I'm always absorbing, whether it's from different photographers that I follow online, whether it's Mm -hmm old books, whether it's old movies, whether sure. it's, you know, somebody that I see out on the street that I'll never see again, but they look great or yeah. I love the light at a certain point. Like I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always trying to grow and build that, I guess, box of things that I can refer back to when we're, yep. when we're actually shooting. Yeah. And that just gets exponentially bigger when I can work with other people who have mm-hmm. different ways of seeing things yeah. that I maybe wouldn't have seen myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which again goes back to like when I'm with Lydia, I'm always pushing on her like, 
tell me what you think looks interesting right now. Yep. Or is there something that you've always wanted to shoot that mm-hmm. you just haven't had the right person to step in to be like, yeah. tell me what to do. I'll do yeah. it. And it's one um, thing to talk about getting, you know, talk about it and get advice from somebody. It's another thing to see them in their element and right. seeing how they do things. Because there are a lot of things that are left unsaid mm-hmm. that you can pick up because these are all, I mean, how many posts do you have, have you ever done on Instagram? You've probably done a few thousand. Oh, it's probably an embarrassing amount. I don't even want to look. Yeah, probably like upwards of 3,000, 4,000. Yeah. And you think about the amount of time and effort you spend on each post. We're talking five to 10 hours minimum, mm-hmm. right? And if you're familiar with Malcolm Gladwell's rule of 10,000 hours, takes you know it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. Mm-hmm. You're far and away an expert in well, this I don't know field. if I'd call myself an expert. but <laughs> Well, you're an expert at, at the content that you produce. Sure. And so if you can work with somebody who's produced that same amount of content in other if not ways, more, yeah. if not more, you will be able to pick up on at least a very few things right. that you can then take back to your own tool set mm-hmm. and use again and again. I think it's really, really interesting and, and something that people don't necessarily think about. Mm-hmm when it comes to influencers. Yeah, and I think sometimes, especially with the Instagram lens, like we feel mm-hmm. so dedicated to, well, this is how my photos have to look and they right. always have to look this way and right. they always have to be edited the same way. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's a bad approach and I can see the the merit of that because sure. everyone goes back to this idea of a cohesive feed. Yeah. But I think sometimes that could be a disservice too, to growing. Like you yep. might not realize something mm-hmm. else could work because you just haven't tried it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, I think that there is an argument to be made for staying the course and hitting what you do well over and over again. 100%. But I think you need to create 10, 15, 20. Well, you know this from Google. Google gave you how much time to go experiment, right? 10, 10%. Yeah. Right. 10%. Sometimes it was less. Sometimes it was more. Right. But, sometimes less, sometimes more. But you had that opportunity to the explore and experiment because that's where great things come from. Totally. And, and, it, and it was probably an idea that somebody didn't really give enough time and they were just like, you know what? Just run with it, go with right. it, see what, what comes of it. Right. And it might end up being a ne- like the next big thing. Yeah. I think that's really important. So what's next for this time tomorrow <laughs> vis-a-vis collaborating with other influencers? It sounds like you just finished up a shoot. I did, yes. Yeah. Um, we just finished our second This Time Tomorrow Classics. Amazing. Um, so When's this it going is still live? very early days. Yeah, it's still very early um, Well, days. I just got the proofs this morning from okay. Grant, um, which mm-hmm. I'm amazed because we just shot it yesterday. I was Shout out to Grant. Yeah, You're I know. Popping I, up. Literally, you know. as I was hopping on the subway, I'm like, how the hell did you do this so quickly? <laughs> um, and... Yeah, shot it with Grant and my friend Tara, who mm-hmm. is an amazing YouTuber. She's also okay. active on Instagram, but mm-hmm. she's um, produces really amazing videos on YouTube. If you guys aren't subscribed to her, mm-hmm. you should be. I think her handle on YouTube is Tarmars, but okay. I'll confirm that. And I'm not sure how to put this in <laughs> later, but Tara is her first name and her handle on Instagram is Tarmars. Okay. Um, and it was all inspired by Grey Gardens. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that documentary. I... Mm-hmm. I think the fashion in it has something that always gets um, used for inspiration for photo shoots. And I I think the styling of it, of those two women in particular, Mm -hmm. is just so iconic. And it's it's one that I've wanted to do for a really long time. And when I opened it up to my readers for them to to vote for what the next This Time Tomorrow Classics would be, Grey Gardens was among the top three. Okay. So I felt like this is a good moment to try it. Yeah, it's the end of winter, which I feel like a lot of the fashion in that documentary, it is very layered. So I felt okay. like this is probably a good time to try to get it out sure. before spring hits. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we shot it on location at a really cool, old, dilapidated, old convent mm. in Brooklyn. That's awesome. Um, like all of the right creepy vibes, just <laughs> wallpaper peeling right. and 
like cabinets that have been ripped off the wall, yeah. the toilet that's like sitting on its side, like none yeah. of the plumbing works in there. Yeah. Um, and I think it gets rented a lot to film movies. I'm sure horror films probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't expecting to find such a perfect location, but once I did on Pure Space, I, like I was sold. I was like, we have yeah. to do Great Gardens here. Awesome. Um, so that one will hopefully be coming soon. Do you have a schedule for these? Are you like I'm doing trying one to do a them month? once a month? Once, um, once a month. Okay. This the first one obviously was had a longer lead time building up to it because yeah. I wasn't quite sure how the scheduling was going to work out, but. My goal is to do a recreation shoot every month. Okay. Um, we've probably already slipped a little bit from the schedule because it's now end of March. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping also once the weather gets nicer, it's just easier <laughs> yeah, to get out and easier. shoot. Right. Like, you know, I think for the first one, for Funny Face, oh. since one of those scenes when she's at the arc, like mm-hmm. it needs to be shot outside. Sure. But it was so cold because we were right. shooting this in February. And right. Yeah. Some of the outtakes are just hilarious because my face is just so <laughs> tense and yeah. like I'm about to murder somebody because it's so cold. And then the very next photo, I'm like smiling and laughing right. and happy. Yeah, sure. So I look bipolar. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully once the weather gets nicer, we'll be able to get cool. a more regular cadence with it. Cool. And if you had to leave our listeners with two or three takeaways from collaborating mm-hmm. with other folks, what would they be? Don't be afraid to lean into it. Mm-hmm. I think... As great as it is to lean into your own vision for Mm -hmm. something, really try to pull on what other people want to bring to a shoot, whether that's somebody that you're shooting with, be it a photographer or just a friend, Mm -hmm. or other people that you might be wanting to plan something with. Like, Mm -hmm. try to get collaborative ideas going, brainstorm together, put mood boards together, allow them to art direct every once in a while. Like, I think the idea is for it to be a two-way collaborative street. Yeah, don't be not afraid just, to let go It's not go just your bit. vision. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to relinquish control and give it to the group. Mm-hmm. So you obviously still have input, but so do other people. And yeah. you might realize the the intersection of yours and theirs might be the really cool spot where you're like, oh, that's yeah. fucking rad. I don't know why we didn't see that first. Right. We should have been doing that all yeah. along. Yeah. And you found it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's okay. Totally, yeah. yeah. And you move on to the next. Yeah. That's I think that's the beautiful trial and error part of it. Yeah. And I think... At the end of the day, there is a big appetite for this. Mm-hmm. I, I do an end-of-year reader survey every mm-hmm. year, basically asking my audience to weigh in on what content they liked, what content they didn't like, what they... Taking you back to your corporate days, like a 360 review almost. It, I mean, like, I, the way I structured it literally is maybe copyright infringement of Google's <laughs> annual survey that they send out, which is Google Geist. Because there was just great ways to word... And get actionable feedback from people without making it feel like they might be hurting feelings. So Mm -hmm. I make all of the responses anonymous. I never know who says what. Um, And I mainly just wanted to get a pulse on what my readers enjoy about what I'm creating and what they wish they saw more of in this space in general, whether I was doing it or not. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest takeaways for me was how hungry people are just to see diversity in this space. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say we don't have diversity. I think there's really amazing women and men across all different races, genders, sizes mm-hmm. who are making amazing content. But I mm-hmm. think sometimes you don't see the overlap of that yeah. um, amongst influencers. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I really wanted to focus and hone in on at the end of last year and, and now this year mm-hmm. is showcasing just different types of people, yeah. be it across race, gender, size, age was something that yeah. really came up a lot. There's um, some amazing 50s, 60-year-old influencers and out I've, there. And I've discovered a lot of them just like yeah. on Instagram. Like I had no idea who this woman was, but right. like, it, she's obviously killing it, has amazing style. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to replicate a lot of what she's putting together. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that people are hungry for in the sense of seeing just different different perspectives and different types. Um, but I think what stood out to me a lot in this survey that I sent out was that people really appreciated that I was highlighting different men and different women from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I And that really made an impact on me because I, at the end of the day, I don't want this story to be just about Crystal all the time. Like right. I want to be able to highlight the men and women that I'm so fortunate to have in my life, whether they're in this industry or not of lots of different walks. Yeah. Um, and, and I think people really want to see more of that in this space. I think inclusivity and diversity are conversations that we're going to continue to have more and more. Mm-hmm. rightfully so. And yeah. I think it's something that as influencers, we should all be keeping mindful of too. At the end of the day, I want people to be able to come to my site, whether they directly relate to me or not, and feel like there is something that they can hone in on and relate to. Yeah, absolutely. That's really important to You're me. You're right. There is, we were, I was talking about this with Grace Atwood uh, last week. Yeah. And there's an absolute appetite. And sometimes you're blinded by it as an influencer because you're sticking in your lane. But yeah. open your eyes up, include other people. You did some amazing stuff with Kelly B, I think. Kelly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she and I, and that's a conversation that she and I have been having for a while because we both really feel style is style, regardless of right. size. Like mm-hmm. there's so many outfits that she's put together that I'm like, I'm going to copy you. I, yeah. I love how you put those colors together, those patterns together, or how you layered that with that. Mm-hmm. And just because she and I aren't, you know, in the size, the same size range doesn't yeah. necessarily exclude us from like taking inspiration from each other. No. And I think, like you said, sometimes it's easy to put your blinders on and just assume, well, this is my path and this is my lane and I'm going to stay in it. Yeah. Like that's kind of a shame because you're missing out on yeah. so many amazing natural, other people. It's a natural thing to do because everybody gets so busy for of sure. Of course, and I'm guilty of it too. Of and course, it's something that I are. think I'm trying to yeah. retrain myself and also maybe highlight to my readers that, you know, here's all these other amazing people that yeah. I want to bring into my content that I think you'll really appreciate and love just as much as I do. Yeah, taking on that responsibility to share a broader perspective of the world with the folks that follow you. Right. I think that's really smart and incredible and and something that everybody should be thinking about doing. So, well, Crystal, thanks so much for joining us on thanks Influencer for having Business. Me. It's been wonderful to chat, and we're looking forward to Grey Gardens when it comes out. Stay tuned. <laughs> thanks again to Crystal for joining us today on Influencer Business. Always great to chat with her. I really quickly want to recap a few of the things that we talked about. When you have the opportunity to collaborate with other influencers, you should do it. First of all, it pushes your creativity. It forces you outside of your comfort zone and requires you to collaborate with someone and you'll get an interesting perspective and sometimes this can lead to an amazing piece of work. Number two, there's an appetite for it. Yes, you've built a brand around yourself, but your audience is also interested in seeing you in different environments and working with different people. So don't be afraid to do it. And three, it's just fun. Sometimes being an influencer can feel very isolating. This allows you to break out of that isolation and work with someone else, get your creative juices flowing, and have just a good time, which in and of itself can be quite refreshing in your own creative process. As always, make sure you head over to trovebusiness.com to check out all of our resources, our guides. If you have a question, we have the help hotline that's up and running now. Ask us literally any question and we will make sure that we answer it. And if you like what you heard today on the podcast, make sure you give us that five-star rating and leave us an amazing review. It always helps. A big shout out to Pete Crimmy and the team at Sound Lounge, New York's number one audio post studio. They always make us sound better on the podcast than we do in person. 
Thanks again for joining us on Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari, and we'll see you next week. 